Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Um, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Appreciate you joining me. Uh, lots to talk about this morning. Lots of uh, political events over the weekend worth talking about. Liz Truss very much back in the news. But of course, uh, big news overnight is that horrific earthquake uh, that has hit uh, southeast Turkey and Syria in the early hours of the morning. Uh, a 7.8 magnitude, which counts in the mix as a very strong uh, earthquake. Uh, many buildings have been destroyed. And of course, as it happened in the early hours of the morning, it meant that people were in their beds, uh, which nearly always means, unfortunately, we are looking at much higher casualty levels than if it had happened during the daytime. We will be talking uh, to a leading expert uh, uh, seismologist a little bit later in this hour. Um, but first up, let me introduce Sam Armstrong, who's from the Free Speech Union, and he's joining me all this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Um, great to have you on. So many um, interesting topics to talk about this morning uh, in the political world and the news world, um, but obviously focus made it this morning is on this earthquake hitting southeast Turkey and as always it is the case where when when earthquakes strike um, countries where which are relatively poor where they don't have you know strong building regulations you know like places like Japan um, you see far more deaths I mean we had a death toll of 200 uh, thought to be dead, around 200 um, about half an hour ago it's already gone up to over 350 um, likely to rise considerably only in the early hours of the morning in eastern Turkey right now. But again, when poor countries are hit by earthquakes, they lose a lot more lives. And, and this is what we are likely to see today. Yes, uh, an earthquake is not a good time to be living in a tower block. And we know any of us that have been on holiday to Turkey that there are lots and lots of tower blocks, many of which are built with traditional construction. And if you shake them around a bit, yeah. uh, they collapse. And yeah. we've seen it before. Not, not so bad if you're in a tower block in Japan, though. I mean, this is one of the key things. We, we, we talk often about um, you know weather events. You know, People talk about climate change and the impact that these have on, on people's lives and how many people die as a result of these things. And we know, actually... Stats are very clear in the last 100 years. We're now at a 99% fall in the number of deaths. And that is largely because of the ability of human ingenuity and, and to, to actually deal with these issues, um, to, to, to protect against you know, damage from storms and things like that. But also with natural events, with earthquakes and the ability to withstand earthquakes. Yes, and we should actually be really clear about this. I mean, 
first off, earthquakes have got nothing to do with climate change. Yeah, even even Greta couldn't blame this one on uh, your Range Rover driving around Fulham. But let's be clear that the reason that we are now better able to withstand this and people in the UK and Japan and the US, US used to have a big earthquake problem, can yeah. withstand that is because we burned a load of oil that's a really efficient fuel source. We got a lot wealthier as a world and now lots fewer people die. It's yeah. completely the opposite of this Al Gore, day after tomorrow, yeah. nonsense hysteria narrative. Well, indeed. I mean, and it is just it is just extraordinarily, um, I mean, sad. We, we, we are looking at um, a death toll that is likely to rise throughout the day um, and no doubt um, international rescue teams being sent uh, to to help particularly of course we look i mean turkey is obviously a major power economy now but again will not have the sort of resources western nations would have for dealing with this and syria of course being war-torn for so long and an awful lot of the buildings we're talking about aleppo it's one of the places we've heard so much in the news uh, over fighting there but a lot of the buildings already damaged before uh, we, we we got to this but um uh, but the, the the quake was i mean 7.8 is a huge quake and the aftershocks uh, will be expected to keep on coming millions of people across turkey across syria lebanon and cyprus and israel all were able to feel uh, the, the, the effects of that earthquake. So we're going to talk to a seismologist uh, it, it coming up very soon. Um, let's talk back to what's happening here. I mean, and something of a uh, seismic effects of a Liz Truss um, intervention. Um, lots of people are going to be feeling the effects of, an, of, a, of a strike, NHS strike today. Um, and, and I do try on the show to talk about the stuff, you know, the, you know, the energy bills, the, the strike, the stuff that actually impacts us rather than Westminster Village stuff. I was a political journalist in Westminster. I know you worked in Westminster for many years and it's really easy to get caught up with things. Oh, this is so important. And you think most people are going, what? I mean, what are you talking about? But Liz Truss... Um, going out, four thousand word essay and writing for the tele- the Sunday Telegraph yesterday. And now she's, I think, she's doing Spectator TV tonight, and she's going to be doing a speech later this month in Japan, uh, talking about international affairs as a former foreign secretary and prime minister. Basically, going out, defending her forty nine day premiership, having to resign after forty four days, um, but actually leaving office after forty nine. Blaming this, I mean, the things she blamed the left leaning economic establishment, um, the blob of vested interest, international bodies like the IMF, um, those in the Treasury, uh, not warning her about the, the you know, the, how, how how flimsy the the ground on which the, the pensions uh, situation was was sitting, blaming pretty much everybody but herself for her predicament and her fall from power and basically saying the economic policies she was pursuing were the right policies but perhaps could have gone about it a slightly different way. Is anything of what she's saying right? Uh, I'm totally unabashed. I I have no doubt that there was a consensus uh, group of people in the city, in government and the civil service that were desperate to take uh, Liz Truss out. But let's be clear, she was the author of her own misfortune and some of what she said just didn't cut the mustard. She she wrote about the lack of uh, uh, economic assessments being done in advance as appropriate, given the urgency. I mean, come off it. Had she done the work, had she gone through the discipline of going through the process, doing it right, communicating, warming the British public up to what yeah. she was planning... Yeah she would still be Prime Minister today. There was an urgency, though. I mean, there was an extreme urgency because people were facing these energy bills and you know, both domestically and business-wise, and the pressure on her. I mean, she basically was dragged kicking and streaming, screaming to, to, to actually admit in the final days of the leadership election against Rishi Sunak in the, in the summer that she was going to actually 
in fact, early September, I think it was, by the time she said that she was actually going to offer some help with the energy bills. The interesting thing was, of course, that the 45p tax cut and other things. Those, you know, everyone bought, everyone in the markets balked at things like that, but they didn't balk at these huge sums which were going to be given out in, in subsidies for our energy bills, uh, which were unfunded and were going to be borrowed. They didn't seem to balk at that. And, and uh, the vast, I think 90% of what she said she was going to spend had been flagged up. And everybody, but everybody was saying this money needs to be spent. So I'm still not quite sure why the markets did get the knickers in a twist. Well, everybody uh, but me, and I, I, I do say this with, with, with some hesitation, but that money did not necessarily need to be spent. Liz Truss, in my opinion, panicked and overreacted on the eco- yeah. on, on the energy bills. Why was it not capped? Why was it not means tested? Why are people? Because it is now. It I mean, is now. Yeah. Why are why were people getting paid to heat their swimming pools? Okay, yeah. people who are heating their swimming pools don't need help with energy. They could have capped the cap. Mm. Uh, they would have saved themselves billions upon billions. She panicked. She didn't have long enough to design a proper system, and she splurged yeah. cash like never. And it does seem to me also she didn't, I mean, you know, you understand, even like the 45p tax rate, she didn't discuss with Kwasi Kwarteng, the, the, the then Chancellor at the time. Um, one of my biggest issues with her was that she seemed, I, I like, the thing I like about her, the other side of the coin is the thing I th- was the issue I had with her. I like that she doesn't care if people don't like her. I, I love this. I think women are terribly afflicted by this need to be liked. Obviously, not something I've ever been afflicted by. She probably gathered over the years watching or listening to me. Um, but you know, do, do say what you think. Do the right thing. Do what you think is right, but rather than worrying, oh, are people going to like me. And you, some, she had a bit of Thatcher in her like that, that total gumption. And, and I like that about her. And look, just because you think it's wrong, you know, you know, you've been wrong. But these are, you know, the establishment in the civil service and the treasury—they're all Ramona. I mean, they, they're all Labour and Lib Dem voters. Who are we kidding? I mean, come on. She, she's got a point there, but she went about it. There's one thing saying, I don't care if people don't like me, but to go out of your way to make enemies, the, the, the appointment of her two busy mates as Deputy Prime Minister and, and Chancellor, um, you know, and, and basically, you know, if you didn't back me in the first week, uh-uh, you ain't getting a job you know, to grant chaps and people like that. You know, the, the deliberate going out of her way to make enemies and to not bring people on side, I thought was bad politics. And if you're clever, you don't do that. Yeah, absolutely right. Politics is about making choices, sometimes crummy choices, doing stuff you don't want to do necessarily. Yeah. Grant Shapps didn't agree with her, but Grant Shapps is a very dangerous politician if you've wound him up. As we saw during party conferences. As we saw during party conference. So keep him close. Uh, sometimes you need a different, to build a coalition, so don't necessarily put all your mates in there. Yeah. Sometimes you need to warm people up before you shock them. So start talking about these issues a bit in advance, get things going. It is about, at times, discipline. Trust was not just uh, not afraid to say what was on her mind. At times, she was just plain undisciplined. And you saw this when she was foreign secretary, tales of her drinking rosé late into the night, out there with her mates partying. And, And at times, I think, actually... Truss's problem was she didn't really want that job enough. She wasn't prepared to to make the tough mm. choices, to suck it up, it, and grin and bear it. Is it. I mean, is she going to be a danger? We've already got Boris Johnson trying to, uh, let's face it, big himself up, which by definition undermines the current Prime Minister, um, Rishi Sunak. We've got, um, you know, Theresa May, who's quite happy to, you know, be as difficult as possible all the time uh, these days. I mean, you've got, you've got your John Majors and your Tony Blairs. I mean, they, they're out every other day, you know, Ramonering at people. Um, I mean, 
it, that's quite a lot of pressure. I mean, no one thinks that Rishi Sunak has done a sort of a spellbindingly amazing job, but there was that idea that everything's calmer. But yeah, it's got a bit more boring. Everything's a bit calmer. I think his interview with Piers Morgan on Thursday night seemed to have gone down pretty well uh, with, with an awful lot of people. I think he came across well. Um, he's not going to set the world on fire. No one thinks that. But maybe people would quite like the world not being set on fire for a bit. Um, you know, you, you pay your money, you take your choice. But but having, you know, we're going into, we've got strikes right now. We've got a budget um, early next month. We've then got local elections early in May. We've got, we've got, he's got a deputy prime minister who may have to resign. He's just had to sack another senior minister, the party chairman and former Chancellor Nadim Sahawi. I mean, we, these are, this is not a good time to have two immediate former prime ministers just from last year constantly out and about saying, look at me, look at me. This isn't how I would do it. Yes, I think we've got to recognise that part of the reason they're out there and part of the reason they're getting so much attention is the vacuum left by the silence from Downing Street. If Rishi is not prepared to go and give political and moral leadership uh, to make the noise, to explain his mission, other people will explain what their mission would be. And those five pledges... I mean, I, I couldn't even get to the, the end of the second one without sort of, you know, falling asleep. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.